What's going on, good people? What's going on? Monday morning here. We got Sauce Talk popping off with some firings. You know, it comes in threes, they say. And Mike Zimmer, Coach Nagy. Was it Mike? Ain't he a Mike? There's two Mikes Mike Nagy, Mike Zimmer. And then I would say a shocker of a of, of a firing, but one that could be understandable. And that is Robert Flores of the Miami Dolphins. Mike Zimber, Minnesota Vikings, and of course Nagy Chicago Bears. We thought Nagy was gonna get fired after the Thanksgiving game. Didn't happen. We thought uh, Zimmer was going to get fired at the end of the season, which happened. We thought that with the success of the Miami Dolphins winning seven straight games, finishing the season off with a win against New England, Mac Jones played, some players played, it's going to be starters played, Kendrick Bourne played. So we can't sit there and say they beat a B team out there. They might have sandbagged a little bit because they know they were going to the playoffs playing against the Buffalo Bills. Dolphins was eliminated out of the playoff contention back in week 11, week 12, something like that. I think it was week, week, week 13, I think I want to say. But in that event, comes with the, with the shockers of people going, I don't understand that or what? All surrounding Coach Flores, not Zimmer, not Nagy. Nagy, who had Justin Fields, didn't have an impressive year. I don't think head coaching. I think there was some decision making problems heading into the season with their smart, offensive minded head coach that everybody gave praise to, who, you know. Couldn't make nothing out of Mitchell Drabisky. Uh, you brought in Nick Foles. Bring in Andy Dalton. You know, saying, like, we're trying to make this offense back to, you know, get, get this offense back into the playoffs. I mean, the last time they were the Bears were the Bears was when they were in the Super Bowl, and they won it back in 85. Because when they made it to the Super Bowl in 2005 against the Indianapolis Colts, dare say analysts and things like that leading up to the game did not have faith in Rex Grossman. They had faith in the defense, Lance Briggs, Brian Urlacher, Tillman, Harris, guys like that. That, that, that can impact a game for a Rex Grossman, but you needed. Rex Grossman to beat Peyton Manning, and it was a lot of ill faith in that. There was not a lot of faith in possibly beating a Peyton Manning in the Super Bowl, especially with the rain and everything. Prince came out there and gave the best performance ever in Super Bowl history. Just my opinion. Rest in peace, rest in peace, Prince, on that. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. Oh, my God. The American dad, um, comedy legend. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos legend. Um, 
You know, he made his appearances on Entourage, Half-Baked. I mean, like, they go on and on to where you're like, Bob Saget, man, that guy's hilarious. He just pops up and just does stuff. Just like with, um, down at Barstool uh, Sports, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, I, always, I always get his name mixed up. Big Cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I get his name right every time, but uh, one slice, everybody knows the rules. That guy, he he did a thing for Bob Saget. They, they did a thing for the Pizza Slice Challenge and, you know, saying that was funny. I mean, he makes every moment somewhat lights up, and that's what Bob Saget did. And I just want to sit there and say rest in peace to somebody. I grew up watching Full House, and like I said, I named other things like that that you could be entertained by Bob Saget. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, he's the you know he was the dad, American dad, Bob Saget. And you know what I'm saying? As you got older, you're like, wow, Bob Saget, man, he's funny, man, and in a funnier in an adult way. You know what I'm saying? So. I got to experience Bob Saget as a kid and adult, you know what I'm saying, be that funny guy, you know what I'm saying, so I thought that was pretty cool, to, you know what I'm saying, to, to, you know what I'm saying, to have that memory of that, of him being that, that funny guy, and I'm going to always remember that with Bob Saget, um, through the years of when people talk about funny guys or people in movies, stuff like that. You know, Bob Saget is going to definitely get a mention from me. Definitely, definitely, definitely. You know what I'm saying? He was very, 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 very instrumental in, in, in my funny. You know what I'm saying? In my in my goofiness of growing up and stuff like that. You know, you can take a little stuff from everybody, but, you know, Bob Saget is somebody that definitely you can sit there and be like, <laughs> like, he's just funny, man. Dave Chappelle, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's, you know, feeling, you know what I'm saying, feeling the vibes. You know, the Olsen twins. You know, uh, uh, Stamos and all those guys, man. Like, you know, they, you know, this 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 sucks. Sixty seven years old, sixty yeah, sixty yeah, sixty seven years old. My dad's sixty four, man. And it's just, you know, we, you know, we want to, you know, we we we, you know, good Lord's willing to keep us, you know, waking up every day. And you know, this is one day this is not going to happen. And you know, we know it happens to everybody. Ain't nobody a million years old. Uh, walking around here, I tell you that, or laying around here, so I, I, I guarantee you that. But back to some back to some football. Speaking of, you know, I, I would say a shocker. Since we, you know, talk about shockers and Flores being fired, uh, we know we won the shocker for Zimmer or Nagy, but a shocker that you have the Raiders who. Had their coach resign, and now they are getting to a point to where they are in the playoffs. They are going to be playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who get who gets in with uh, Zach Taylor. You know, what I'm saying coach this, you know, coming. I ain't say unknown, but we don't know nothing about this interim head coach that uh, that Las Vegas has. You know what I'm saying? Special teams guy, I believe he was. You know what I'm saying? He's he's gonna be, you know, leading to him. You know what I'm saying? He's got the got you know, got nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? He's got Derek Carr who's early on made a playoff run, got hurt. Skelton had to come in there and try to make something happen for a lowly, you know what I'm saying, Raiders team. Never could really get it back going because of just, you know, different things happen, injuries and, and just, you know, bad, bad, bad front office. Uh, 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 decision making bring in John Gruden bring in Mike Mayock 
bringing Antonio Brown, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? People thinking like, oh, okay, okay. They go and draft, they draft Henry Ruggs, 4-3 burner, Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, you trade Khalil Mack, you trade, uh, uh, you, you, you know what I'm saying, you, you get, uh, uh, um, you trade Khalil Mack, you get Cliff Averill, I mean, uh, I said Cliff Averill, I'm sorry, you bring in, uh, Clem, Clemson's guy, um, 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 God dog it, it's, it, it, it reminded me, he reminded me of Cliff Averill, but, uh, he, you know what I'm saying, just a lot of things, you know what I'm saying, you, you don't know who's gonna, you know, you got a, you got a player that's coming out that he's gay, you know what I'm saying, that, all that stuff that, for moving from Oakland to Las Vegas, all that stuff went down. A.B. fell apart. John Gruden fell apart. Um, Josh Jacobs starts the season with a DUI. Henry Ruggs in the middle of the season kills somebody. He's off the team because he don't know how to, you know what I'm saying, be responsible. Vehicular manslaughter. Um, then you have, you know, it just, it just, oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is going on? In Raiderland, new stadium looking beautiful. Allegiant Stadium looking like the Death Star. And now they're in the playoffs. In a position to where I was sitting there laughing like, wow, these are two AFC West teams that could care less about an AFC North team. And Pittsburgh to where if they could have just said, hey, let's just kneel it and tie and then we, you know, so we go into the playoffs anyway. But you gotta play to win the game. You gotta play to win the game. The Chargers wanted to beat the Raiders. The Raiders wanted to beat the Chargers. I don't understand why I'm hearing people sitting there saying like, "Man, they should have went in." I understand the hatred for Pittsburgh. I don't like them either. I don't like Big Ben really that much either. But you play to win the game, and 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 you know. As much as I sit there, I'm so happy that they played to win the game because you just don't want people sitting there saying, oh, this is rigged or, you know what I'm saying? You don't want people being like, oh, they wanted to keep. Because last season, it was in a situation where, last year is a situation where Washington got to go to the playoffs when, in all honesty, you had a team like the uh, it was the Eagles that flat out quit against. Oh, it was something where it was the Eagles versus the Giants, where they screwed over their chances of getting in. And 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 and, and it's just like or no, somebody screwed over somebody. I forgot. And Washington was able to get in, but I just it, it was funny to where it made me think of that to where it was like you know some teams in the in division or something like that. But like I said. You got an AFC, two AFC West teams not giving a damn about an AFC North, you know, chances of, you know, of a Pittsburgh Steelers getting in. We're going to play to win this game, and I'm glad to see that because we don't want to hear about scripted or fixed or things of that nature. It's better that way. Um, in that game, I can, I, I, the one thing I will say that is Justin Herbert is going to be a future problem. And he's already showed that he's going to be a superstar. He's got the smarts. He's got the arm. You know what I'm saying? He's got the, he's got the, the backing of, the, of a smart head coach. He's got uh, King Kong Cajones. I mean, 
three fourth downs, you know, out of the out of I think it was something uh, I heard about him is like out of the fourth and longs of this season, converted good. There's five of them that he's completed himself. Justin Herbert with laser precision type throws. I'm talking about laser, laser precision type throws. Laser. Um, I'm talking about a player that has command of his team. I mean, I don't see people like Mike Williams. I don't see Keenan Allen look lost, looking like, oh, my God. The run game is flowing behind Austin Eckler, and, and he can run a little bit too, uh, Herbert. Uh, people will say, oh, man, you know, Las Vegas definitely should have just blew them out. Yeah, there was instances where the game should have got out of hand. But when you got somebody like a Justin Herbert, it's it's hard to, it's hard to do that. And something is not easily done. So in that game where you're starting to have that comeback, and you're like, oh, here we go, here we go, there's going to be some things to talk about. One is Joey Bosa, who somebody I mentioned last week, he is a problem. And I think with it past injuries and just, you know, saying things that I think that David Carr is going to have to really work out in this in this playoffs is that you've got to quit throwing fadeaway back foot throws. And it can cost him on some plays like the one play to Waller where, I mean, it could have been a, could have been a first down touchdown situation. Could have been a touchdown. Put a little bit, put a little bit, put a little bit too much of that fadeaway back step to where a good could it could have been a good thrown ball. But when you do that little, you know, getting off platform like Trent Dilfer would say, and you start to be too fancy with the rush and trying to throw the ball like that, it's never going to really connect like that. Uh, that's what I seen from that throw, and I seen that from a couple of little throwaways, the intentional grounding, the uh, the, the 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 deep ball to Zay Jones. I put on Zay Jones is being kind of slow. I mean, you wait for the time, you get the separation that you kind of that you that you kind of hoping for, but it just seemed like either he ran out of like his his full sprint to try to go get that ball was just like man, Rugs would have just ran underneath it. Odell would have ran underneath it. Justin Jefferson would have ran underneath it. Jamar Chase would have ran underneath it. Um, there's guys that just would have caught that ball. To sit there and be like, oh, man, Derek Carr. He definitely, 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 nah. Because you throw it in, it's going to be a catch to where he put that out there with Zay Jones to catch that and walk in the end zone. The, the one pass that Zay caught early in the season in overtime was similar, but it was a, a jump pop pass. You know what I'm saying? Something he could just catch and run. In that play, in that instance, you don't throw that. That's an interception if you throw that type of pass on that play. So, I mean, he put some oomph on it. And you can argue with me all you want, but I think Zay Jones should have went ahead and caught that. Zay Jones should have caught that ball. So, leaving it there to the people that think that you know that 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 Derek Carr just cannot throw. He just he just cannot. You know he he, he you know he he misses. Man, that that offensive line in his wide receiver core, minus Waller and Riffro, 
I mean, like, I'm surprised of the runs that Josh Jacobs can get because if you maybe got some some good interior blocking schemes and stuff like that. But as far as quarterback protection goes, up the middle and outside, I mean, Jesus Christ, man, he don't got he don't got it he don't got it all. He don't got it all. And I'm not sitting there trying to be on so big uh, uh, the, the the defense train for Derek Carr. I'm not a big Derek Carr fan. I just know what I see. And we, sometimes you see things, and you see see things, we see things with numbers, with your eyes, and then you look at the stat sheet. He's not bad. He's not bad. And he's up there with fourth quarter wins, uh, comeback drives. Derek Carr is up there. Um, I just look at him as somebody that where if Las Vegas are ready to invest in him, don't break the bank and give him a whole bunch of money. Give him some money, but take care of the line. Give him some protection. Let him be able to stand there and be able to make. When he runs outside to, to throw on his right, it's scary. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like if if he's if 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 he's being shoved, pushed, ran all the way to the out of bounds boundary. That's what I mean. Like, if he has to make a rollout, make a throw, I think he makes a solid good throw. So throws out on the left and stuff like that. But when he gets pushed out and he has to make a dead sprint to get out there, usually plays are never really that good for him. And you know. He's not no Alex Smith candy type arm guy. He can put it out there. He's just a he's a he's a person that wanna be accurate. He he throws with touch and things of that nature. I looked at that game as Justin Herbert is going to be the future. Um Joe Burrow, you know what I'm saying, I think is better than Justin Herbert. They're both the future, but we're gonna to have to see Derek Carr versus Joe Burrow instead of Justin Herbert versus Joe Burrow, which, you know, that would have been cool too. I've seen that earlier in the season. I think that the Bengals can beat the Raiders because of what I think the secondary gave up to Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on those fourth downs and coming down there to score with 22-29. You cannot allow that to happen. And if you if you just think that Joe Burrow is not going to take those chances, you're freaking crazy. So, I mean, like, he's going to take those chances that Joseph Her- Justin Herbert took, and he made complete. They got a better run game, I feel. With Joe Mixon, I think that their defense can actually cover a lot better with these slower guys. Even a Hunter Riffro, who I think is very crafty, very good. They're just not very fast without Henry Ruggs third. Edwards is pretty good. I give Edwards an a, a outlier there. He's, he's, he's pretty good. But... You know they don't got no they don't got no 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 uh, 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 um, Amari Cooper no more. You know what I'm saying they don't have AB. That was a total fail. And here they are in the playoffs. It's like I was in there telling somebody that I'm hopefully to have a, a, a guest on here um, in the coming weeks. You know, give, giving Derek Carr a hard time sitting there saying that you know it's him. You know what I'm saying he's not been the guy. Um, he didn't throw Amari Cooper the ball. He missed Amari Cooper. I know I, I didn't see that. I saw Amari Cooper get the numbers to get for to get to where you're like, wow, he's that good. And then it's come back to second year, he put on a whole bunch of muscle, and he underperformed. The team underperformed. And then the next year after that, he gets traded, and then you know, saying all that hoopla gets talking whatever like that. Yeah, Cleo Max gets traded, and that goes to show that the front office, not Derek Carr, was the problem. Who's still there? Who's in the playoffs? Is Derek Carr? He leading the team. I don't give a damn who you got. He beat the Chiefs. 
I, I don't hear that noise of saying no no pass shit because he was a, a young player coming to the league averaging 70% completion percentage. Proof's in the pudding. It's in the pudding. Period. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans who's going to be waiting on the the winners of Cincinnati. No, the winners of, actually, sorry, sorry, excuse me. They're going to be waiting on the winners of Kansas City versus the Steelers. Now, here's the interesting thing right here. No, no, well, I forgot. I forgot. If, I forgot how these wild card weekends go. I think if the Bengals, who I think will win, I think the Bengals will win, they will go on and face the winners of New England and the Bills, I want to say. And I think if the Raiders win, they go on to play the Titans. And I think if the Chiefs win, they go and play. It's it's crazy. I, like I said, I got I got I got Kansas City. The way I think I I think I may have it right written down is Kansas City playing Tennessee if they win. And then I got I got the Bengals beating. I got the Bengals beating the Raiders and facing New England. If that if if that if that that may be correct, but I may be wrong, and it could be to where if I, if my if my prediction is correct. New, if new, if if the Bengals win, they will be facing uh, the winners of Patriots and and the Bills, and the Chiefs will be facing, uh, uh, or the Chiefs or the Steelers will be facing the uh, the Titans. I think most definitely, if the Steelers beat the Chiefs, they will be facing the Titans. I do think that. Now, I do think that. I think the lower seed is going to be facing the 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 one by. So it's like whoever the lower seed is coming after that after this this. Wow, super wild card. We'll be facing the Titans. NFC side, like I said, same, same dizzle. Um, to go on to talk about the Patriots versus the Bills. Um, Kansas City Steelers. Because of that Titan team who I feel that probably would want to deal with over the other. If I was Tennessee with Derrick Henry and everything coming back, I, I mean, like, hey, bring them on. I, th- I would say bring them on. I wouldn't sit there and be like, ah, man, I bring them on. All teams can't handle Derrick Henry. I don't think the Chiefs can handle Derrick Henry. The Steelers, I don't think, can handle Derrick Henry. I think the Steelers out of all the teams could probably handle Derrick Henry out of all the other. I, I will say that. The Steelers, the Pats second, and then I would give the, the, the Bengals third. But the Raiders and the Bills, it would be a long day, and for the Chiefs too. The Raiders, Bills, and Chiefs would be a long day. I think the I think the Bengals, the Patriots, and Steelers have the best chance of dealing with Derrick Henry and what they're doing with that offense. Mike Vrabel, who I think is coach of player of the year, coach of the year, coach of the year, Mike Vrabel, who I think is that, he 
is bringing um, a lot of Patriot Way things, a lot of, you know, what are you know saying like we're going to manage what we can manage, do what we can do, you know, make our make our plays. We're not out here trying to be the most, you know, saying sexiest offense. We're not out here trying to you know take a bunch of chances on defense, unless it, unless it's called for it. Then you're going to send them. But they play a style of football to where it's like how I look at how I look at NBA basketball in the playoffs, possession and possession. You know, they every play. That's what I mean. Every single snap, offense and defense, they realize that this play is the most important play of the game. Not getting off focus and you know, and or just changing plays or, or you call it this. You want to try this. There's there's literally playoff head coaches out there that finds themselves lost or just doing some ungodly stupid shit to lose yourself games. And I've seen it. I've seen it from Jason Garrett. I've seen it from I've I've seen it from uh 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 uh, uh, uh Bruce Arians in Arizona. I've seen it from uh uh the Green Bay Packers coach right now, LaFleur. I've seen it from um all the way to go back to Bill Belichick or a uh, Tony Dungy. I've seen it where things can just go. You got to go play, play. And and that mindset can get you. Pete Carroll had that mindset, got him Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Belichick's had that mindset over any a lot of other head coaches. And look at how many Super Bowls he got. And I think Mike Vrabel understands that, knowing that, you know, being up 20 against Kansas City that won playoffs and losing it. Then the next one, you know, and then, you know, saying that, and that's coming after beating Lamar Jackson. Then the next playoffs, it's just not the same. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, what, 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 where do we mess up here? And Derrick Henry gets shut down again. I think this time you have a more buttoned up situation. I think you're going to find a more cleaner style of how to go about play by play in the playoffs. It's so important. And Bruce Arians is helped out by that, by Tom Brady. Just like how I look at, on the flip side of saying, like a McVay is going to have, going to, have to help that out with Matt Stafford. Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow got to figure it out. You're going to have Derek Carr, like I said, with a special teams interim head coach. And they're going to have to figure it out. Um, okay. Now, let's talk about Josh Allen. He's going to have to go against Mac Jones. Mac Jones, the last time he saw Josh Allen, he ran the ball, I think, 80 million times. Like, like literally. Um, it, that, that game was like the ice bowl, but just way more boring. I think the, the next worst game this season, other than that one, was the Saints versus Buccaneers game, which was catastrophically bad because there was no point scored on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side, and I could that just made me sick. I mean, made me 
Sick. Then you have Mac Jones, who has Bill Belichick. He has, let me see, let me look at it like this. Bill Belichick, which is, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. Bill Belichick looked at last season like, I don't know what y'all tripping about. This is funny. And I mentioned this in my previous episodes before. This is around like week four, week five, week six, when they started hitting a little bit. And it was just like, he had the most players opt out. He had COVID issues. And and Cam Newton just... Cam Newton's just not the same. It hurts me to say that. Cam Newton is not the same. And you had no run game except Cam Newton. Damian Harris this year, I think more so than last year, showed me more. Bowden, good player. And that other kid that showed off in the preseason had a couple good plays this year. He, he's pretty good, too. But the one player that I'm most focused on is Mac Jones. Because Bill Belichick is like, I'm going to show y'all that this ain't hard for me to do to take this kid who won a national championship to come into his rookie year to battle against Josh Allen in a wild card game. I'm going to show y'all. This is a very hard game for me to choose, but I chose New England because you just can't go against the Bill Belichick that has somebody, I would say, is his Patawan, his grasshopper. He has it. He couldn't do that with Cam. He couldn't do that with, uh, with Garoppolo. Because, you know what I'm saying, they had, they had to get him out of there. Couldn't do it with Jacoby Brissett. They had to get him out of there. Couldn't do it with, uh, 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 what's his, oh my God. Couldn't do it with a Stidham. Had to get him out of there. Oh, well, he's still there. But had to get him out of there. You just couldn't do it. You just couldn't, man. Um... I I look at I look at so many different um I look at so many different like scenarios of like of football games. I think back like when Vic beat Brett Favre. You know, that when when Vic's rookie year, when his rookie year, but it was a year to where he made it to the playoffs and it's like, okay, this is a rival moment, you know what I'm saying? Like this is this is in Green Bay, you know what I'm saying? This is like, but this right here for Mac Jones, I mean, this game is in, uh, I want to say this game is, this game is in New England, am I correct? Uh, let me, let me double check that real quick. Ain't this game in New England? No, this game's, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. This game is in Buffalo. Now, Josh Allen is not Brett Favre, but Buffalo is cold as hell. 
Uh, Mac Jones is not Michael Vick, but he is a young quarterback that is coming into this league. And the only reason why I'm bringing this up because I remember just watching that whole game as a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like, man, Vic, like, Vic really understood the assignment and he played, like, he used his legs when he needed to, but he was how he used his arm and to beat that Packer team in the cold, man. And it says a lot to when you can go in the cold weather. And Mac Jones going to have to go in this cold situation Again, knowing that he has the play caller of all play callers and and Belichick and and and, and McDaniel's is you know saying the team, and you have, uh, I would say McDermott is not no slouch of a coach because I, I looked at him as somewhat as funny as laughable to put in Nathan Peterman, but he has showed that he can coach. I mean, I don't know if he might have some against Tyrod Taylor. Or, or things of that nature, or that wasn't his guy. But he got his guy. He's got his offense. He's got Stephon Diggs, who had 100 catches this year. Um, he's had, you know, with Knox and the run game with Singletary. And, you know, the defenses showed up in, in, in a lot of good ways. Trey Davis, White, and company, and guys like that. What is... Mac Jones's plans whenever things kind of, you know, out of his control goes goes to, goes to shit. Is Belichick going to be able to help him through that? Or is he going to be just, you know, cool, calm, collected and, and make those plays? Is he going to be able to stand in the pocket and, and knowing that this is third and nine and we got to get to the first thing? This is not no regular season game where you always run a draw play and so we have to be punted. But this is third and nine. We need to get it. And I need you to uh, fire an accurate throw. They may be praising all the accuracy and everything. I want you to fire something in there. Will he be able to do it? Would he be able to do it? You know? <laughs> I think I think he can. And that's why I picked New England. Now, Buffalo, from what I've seen against Kansas City, Last year in the playoffs, even against um, the Ravens. Sometimes too slow of an offense whenever you are calling predominantly pass plays. Hear me out. They're calling pass plays now. They're going to be calling pass. They, they threw 40 sometimes, or I think 30 sometimes, in that, in that cold as hell, boring-ass game against New England. They're a passing offense, and that's what they're going to do. Because they think some shadow of a doubt that Josh Allen is going to take off and save the day if the play breaks down. Call me a liar. Call me a liar. That's what they do. That's how they win games. Mike, uh, 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 Devin Singletary have... I would say, as came along, they need to get Smartin to get him in the backup running more in this game. They need to flip side the game plan is what I'm saying to beat this team. They need to say, hey, we need to throw the ball at them. 4,400 yards 
600 some attempts, 36 touchdowns, but 15 interceptions. You know who led the league in interceptions? Matthew Stafford with 17. You know who had 15? Josh Allen. But it's not the, it's not the, because um, I want to say he had more pass attempts than Matt Stafford. I want to say maybe not because they both are that passing type offense who, you know, saying they kind of wish they could run the ball. One lost Cam Akers, you know, saying the other team's kind of stubborn. But, I mean, I just I just don't think it's, it's in your best bet to go out there launching the ball a whole bunch of times in the cold, you know, saying against this New England team because they're going to just run the ball. And manage the game and make their plays when they need to be. But best believe, best believe that Mac Jones is going to have to throw the ball down the field. It's going to have to happen for sure. It's going to have to happen. And that's something to talk about right there. It's like these two young quarterbacks, one has got his money, one is people that already feel like he's the one, and then you got this then you got this other kid that is like, hey, I'm I'm hey, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. We're definitely going to see. Um, on the NFC side, you know what I'm saying? There's 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 the same type of like we're gonna have to see. I'm trying to tell you. Another thing we have to see, we have to see Ben Roseberger again. We got to see Big Ben. Not at home. He's on the road. This is crazy. Ben stinking Roseberger got to go against the last season Super Bowl, or should I say AFC champions? I was going to say Super Bowl participants. Defending AFC champions sound a lot better. Pat Mahomes in this year, who's seen his side of the interceptions too, since I was sitting there bringing up Mr. Uh, Josh Allen. Pat Mahomes, he has launched 13 interceptions on 658 attempts with 4,800 yards and 37 touchdowns. Big Ben has thrown 10 interceptions on 605 attempts on 3,700 yards. Najee Harris is going to have to be the difference maker in this game if they want to win. Najee Harris is going to have to get those first downs. He's going to have to get those big third downs whenever they come to where I feel like the secondary of the Chiefs is going to be very takeaway-ish. They're going to, they're going to, they, they want Big Ben to go out there and try to throw that damn ball. Because they're going to feel more kind of like we can, we can really turn the ball over against them. Honey Badger, those guys. You know, Swanson is one person I don't like to mention in that t- ball takeaway category. But they're going to have to do that. If they allow some pitch and catch shit go down with Najee, and then it starts going to Johnson, and then it starts going to, you know, Juju, if it starts going to, you know, this James Washington, people start getting happy, and Claypool gets going. It could be dangerous. Because T.J. Watt, he's tied for Michael Strand's sack record, man. Tied. That man's a monster. He's coming. And Pat Mahomes is is the type of quarterback, like I said last week, he does not want to be running all over the place. He will stand there and throw that ball away. He will stand and throw it somewhere crazy. He's been doing that this season. 
Now, he has been running. I ain't going to say he hasn't took off for trying to extend the play. No, it's just the the the, the, the uh, quantity over quality. He like, I am not doing that shit all game. I'm not running all over the place all game. New. I don't think so. And then you got you got you got a running back that's hurt yourself. Edwards Hilaire, shoulder. She'll be ready before the playoff game. But, I mean, where's, you know what I'm saying, where's the beef? Where's the person that's going to break a tackle, that's going to lean and get you yardage? Who y'all got for that guy? Because the guy that y'all had a guy that y'all could do that, he's playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now who was at the Ravens. They cut him, and, you know what I'm saying, I I dig the whole thing around Le'Veon Bell, but maybe y'all probably would have kept somebody like that it comes helpful in these types of games. Because I'm telling you, Pittsburgh Steelers is the best thing they got going for them. It ain't Big Ben. It ain't Big Ben at all. It's just that he's a Super Bowl champion. He's He's been there before. And, you know, that, that, always, that always can be a scary thing. It'd be a very scary thing, man. So the Chiefs... Got to come out there wanting to win and not scared to lose. They got to come out there like, hey, we can beat this team's ass instead of like, all right, now, you know, if we do, you know, we can't play. You can't play scared. Travis Kelsey's going to have to be on point. Those linebackers are feisty. Tyreek Hill, get it together. Wasn't he a little gimpy? When Tyreek a little gimpy yesterday? You know, Hardman can't beat y'all. I mean, Hardman can't win it for y'all. Just saying. And you know, that, that's another thing to sit there and say. I gotta bring up too. You gotta, I gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring up the. You gotta bring up. You know, you got to bring up just the pace of the offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all going to have to move. Y'all going to have to move. Y'all have to get back into that Chiefs rolling and like, oh, man, you know, it showed in a couple games this season, but they were against, you know, lower teams. They weren't teams that, you know, to where you're like, man, they beat, you know. There was some games the Chiefs had, like the one against the Ravens or the one against the Rams, like some shootouts that they pulled out to where – it's not been so such the same where you got to win in different ways, but that's how you got to do it when it comes to film and coaches is dissecting things and stuff like that. You got to find different ways to do stuff. But the pace of the offense is going to have to get back to where it was, where they're sitting there running that jet right, this, this, boom, pow, hitting hit here, bang, hitting that, boom. Next thing you know, they're scoring a touchdown. That's how they was playing. They was playing like the Golden State Warriors, man. If you go down there and kick a field goal or you three and out, you're scoring seven. They were down 24 to nothing against Houston, Texas in the playoffs, and they came back like it wasn't nothing. They were down 20-some points against the Tennessee Titans, and they came back like it wasn't nothing. They were down 20 against the San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl, and they came back like it wasn't nothing. Everybody's on that team still. That's why I'm saying this. Add it, Melvin Ingram.
Chris Jones got to show out. Melvin Ingram got to show out. Honey Badger got to show out. Fuller. These names, I'm saying, they're going to have to play hard. Cowboys are playing the 49ers. The 49ers got in. The 49ers got in. How about them Rams? How about them Rams? Matthew Stafford, 17 to nothing. Cooper Cup coming out there making a play on the first couple plays. He is an offensive player of the year for me. I mean, that catch he made in the end zone was crazy. He is a jet sweep. I mean, he does so much stuff. So much stuff. So much. Then you have... Then you got the Buccaneers versus the Eagles. Then you got the uh, uh, then you got the Arizona Cardinals versus the who who's the Cardinals playing again? Lord have mercy, it's been a Monday morning. They're playing against the Rams. AFC West, all over the place. Rams, Cardinals, 49ers. And the 49ers got to play against a team that for the first time in NFL history, a quarterback eclipsing greatness, a running back eclipsing a standard for a good running back uh, season. Then you have a defensive player who, who, who went, you know, would you like to say went bonkers And another defensive player that I feel that was probably the best draft pick that the Cowboys has made since, I mean, let's be real. I mean, like, I mean, I guess you could say Dak was, I mean, but Micah Parsons, man, he's, John Overstreet is a Cowboy fan. He was on my show last week. He's added four or five wins to the, to the, to the record. Micah Parsons alone. Who I feel that should be defense player of the year, but if you're T.J. Watt and you're tied Mark Michael Strahan on sacks, I mean, you, I mean his his impact, I mean, is crazy. Uh, and that defense is the reason why they're in the playoffs. Um, damn sure ain't the offense. So I mean, like I guess that is something to be said there. So, but for Dak to get four thousand plus passing yards, who has done it before, um, Zeke thousand yards rushing just just gets there. He got there. You know what I'm saying? He got there. He needed 85. He got 85. Uh, C.D. Uh, Lamb got over 1,000 yards receiving. And then Michael Parsons and Trey Von Diggs, 10-plus interceptions and sacks for both of those guys um, doing that defense side. Now, you know, Diggs, you know, gave up his yards. And, you know, Michael Parsons gave up his yards too. Nobody's perfect in this NFL. But you see right there, the 2021 Cowboys, first team in NFL history to do what I just called out. That is saying something right there. That is saying something right there that the Dallas Cowboys did that. And they're coming in hot and they're playing against a hotter. Yes, I said it. And I got Dallas winning this game, but they're playing a more hot team right now off of that win yesterday against the the, uh, Rams. Now, 
Cowboys can feel somewhat good about putting up 50. Eagles sat everybody down. But that was a game yesterday with that 49ers and that Rams game. And Matthew Stafford showed why Detroit didn't get past certain teams and they made it to the playoffs and he was involved in it. When you have Odell Beckham and you sit here, you you are you're Matthew Stafford from Texas with a cannon of an arm. And you see Odell Beckham Jr. win a one-on-one. And you don't overthrow him? And it's an incomplete pass. Somebody not watching be like, you're a damn lie. Because if you told somebody that, yeah, it was an incomplete, it was an interception on the play. I mean, I mean, if you told somebody that it was it was interception on the play, but if you had told somebody that it was an incomplete pass, they'd be like, what, did he overthrow him? But when you sit there and say, man, it was an interception on a, on a deep route, the Odell Beckham, the first thing that's going to come to your mind is like, Matthew Stafford underthrew him? Because I tell you what, I've seen a lot of jump ball, one-on-one battles with Odell Beckham. He fights for the ball. Either to knock it down, it ain't gonna like, ain't nobody gonna intercept it, intercept it. But he's sitting there thinking Matthew Stafford's gonna lead him ten yards down the field so he can burn that Thomas kid, smooth off the field, and he underthrows that ball, throws interception, went loses the game. You got to be somewhat worried if you if you're Sean McVay. You're all energetic. This is my new best friend. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Brian Flores. I said Robert Flores. I just want to point that out. Anyway. Debo Samuel does it all. It's like that part on Friday Night Lights. You know, when his uncle was sitting there looking at booby mouths and he's sitting there doing this and that. He running. He doing this. He catch the ball. And then he... Through the touchdown pass to uh, to Williams, and I'm sitting there just like, "Damn, man!" Like Debo, and he can pass. Like it just made me think of that real quick, man. It's just like, God, dog it. That man is a, is is just he he can do it all. He can do it all. Jennings, sorry. Jennings with the touchdown catch of that. Bobbled it a little bit too. But I mean, hell of a play call by Shanahan, uh, who I gave a little bit of a hard time last week, which was, you know, well deserved. But your defense is the one that's peaking and making plays. Uh, minus that pass interference that shouldn't have happened. Uh, you know who, who I'm talking about, uh, number four. Um, but Fred Warner, the, I mean them that 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 man, they are they are Solomon Thomas. They are fucking they're they're going crazy, man. Because they peaked at a good time, and then you just need good play from Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel. Mitchell brings some good run plays too. Ayuk is a hell of a player after the catch. They got it going on, man. They got it going on, but I just think Dallas 
has just a little bit more, and they just got a little bit more to fight for right now. They're in the playoffs in a good spot. They got talent all over the place. Amari Cooper is ready to go. Defense is ready to go. Lawrence is on the field. You know what I'm saying? You got Dan Quinn, better defensive coordinator than who they had before. You know, I gave Kellen Moore a hard time, but this is a put up or shut up. You got to call some plays this week, buddy. You got to call some plays this week. You got to move that ball down that field, and you cannot let – because you just seen a team with a, with a with a mindset of a coach who's going to go downfield and was up 17 nothing, and they just hit a wall. You can't hit that wall. You just can't hit that wall. Now, how Cowboys can blow it, Is simple. Trying to run Zeke on first and second down too much. You gotta take chances down the field and go crazy, Kellen Moore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna repeat exactly what I said again. You got to take chances and go down the field, Kellen Moore. You just gotta do it because if you get Cal Shanahan too many possessions. He's going to cook up some stuff, and he's going to it's, it's going to be like one of those things, like first down, San Fran, you know, Debo Samuel, Jet Sweep, you know, Sam Mitchell, you know, fake Jet Sweep, Mitchell right up the middle. It's going to be intermediate type throws at IU. He's going to get to five yards after the catch. It's going to be a first down. You don't want to get in that game where a lot of that starts to happen because then you're going to start setting up for that. Dan Quinn is going to start trying to play for that. And then they're going to start making plays down the field, and then that game is going to get ugly. Get them on their heels where they got to take chances. Diggs can probably make some plays. Tony Brown, God hope he can. And then you let Michael Parsons and, and, and Van Der Esch and, and let other people, Lawrence and stuff like that, do their job when it's, that, when, it's when the ball snap. Make Garoppolo, because i tell you one thing. One big bright area for Garoppolo that I saw that was a bright area. He stood in that pocket. It was the third down. It was like third and six or something like that, third quarter. He stood in that pocket and delivered a quick release throw. I mean, that boy got a quick, I tell you, he got one of the quickest releases in the NFL. But either way, he stood in there with the moxie and took that hit from Von Miller, who took his head completely off and was ready to go to that next play. That's somebody right there who is knowing I can't fuck up this time. Jimmy Garoppolo. Plain and simple. He's looking like he's gonna be playing with the uh, of the edge of the whole Dallas Cowboy team in one in one in one person. Whole Trey Lance thing, the previous Super Bowl thing, people talking about him not believing in a thing. Trying to tell you, Cardinals. And <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, sorry. The Cardinals has another player that I feel that has just gotta, you know, be like, okay, people believed in me, especially the head coach. Head coach, people on me on YouTube, Cliff Kingsbury, but Kyler Murray, he's got a lot to think about. He's 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 you know saying like this ain't no walk in the park game as we know this is the wild card playoffs nobody's easy and for what I looked at yesterday 
there's a lot of unsettledness or a lot of things to be worried about in the L.A. locker room. But I tell you what, they are not going to be bullshitting in no playoff game against no Calamari. I looked at that that in that last little bit to where maybe they could have been sandbagging a little bit, not putting the fourth because, you know what I'm saying, you don't want to lose this game, but you're in. You're gonna you I mean you're you're gonna get in if you lose or not. You're in. You're in the playoffs. So I'm not sitting there saying that they made obvious things that look like they were just, you know, but there's certain things they possibly could have called or took some chances to this, whatever like that. But you cannot excuse a bad throw like that to Matthew Stafford that he threw to Odell Beckham that could have just flat out won the game. You're up 17 and nothing. I don't know what happened, and that's why I'm suggesting that maybe they just, you know, let off the gas and just started just, you know, working on, like, little things and trying to prevent certain things maybe. I don't know. But to to to, to go into overtime and see the certain things I've seen, you know what I'm saying, this is a perfect chance for Arizona to come in there and just blitzkrieg the Rams and just get them off the map. You know what I'm saying? They're not playing just kind of how the, the Cardinals was with Carson Palmer going to the playoffs whenever Car- uh, Carolina went to the Super Bowl. They weren't playing their best football going into that playoff. And whenever Carolina ran into them, get them out of there. And I just see that from – I just somehow see that from this Rams team in game one to where, you know, Cardinals can come in there, Cardinals can come in there and uh, get it done. I'm trying to tell you. But I selected the Rams to win this game in my prediction because, damn it, I'm a fan of Matt Stafford and I want Odell Beckham to do well. But also, I want to see some further matchups in this playoff that involves the Rams over the Cardinals. Now, J.J. Watt's coming back, supposedly. That's something to look at. A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, all in this Lord, you know what I'm saying, with Clement and Rondell Moore and, uh, and uh, uh, Christian Kirk, all of what they got, Ertz, they're going to have to bring it. This is going to be pretty much the second best game, I think, in in the in the, in the uh, in this wild card extravaganza is this game right here. Second best game. First best game to me is is the uh, uh, Buffalo Bills and, and Patriots. I think for some reason that game just stands out to me with the cold weather and the same division, how that was, how that was flipped. You know, Patriots ruled that division. The Buffalo didn't, you know what I'm saying, type deal. And that game right there is going to be hell, hell, hell. And I mean, it's just going to be hellfire and brimstone. And I think that's number one. Number two is that Arizona and Rams game. I think three is San Fran versus Cowboys. And I think there's something to be said about the um, um, uh, Cincinnati and Vegas game. And then, you know, the rest of them, they're kind of falling where they may. But I just can't wait. I cannot wait. We're going to talk about it a lot this week. I'm going to have a lot of people on this week, hopefully, to talk about this playoffs. We're going to talk about some NBA stuff this week as well. But we're coming down to the end of the show, and I'm going to get on off here. But hopefully, like I said, on my next episode, I will have Ish Witten from Pick and Roll Podcast with me. Uh, and we're going to be talking about this NFL playoffs coming up. And we're going to be talking about this Cowboys. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about the Buccaneers. We'll be talking about everybody. But we're going to be talking about the Lakers, too. Because that's our Lakers. That's our beloved team. We're going to be talking about some uh, Clay Thompson coming back. And uh, and some and some heavy hitters in the East and stuff like that. We're talking with George Rios Monday. And hope you all enjoy this show of Soft Talk. I am out. <laughs>